Welcome to the Spiritual Leadership Podcast with Pastor Paul Chapel, pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church and founder and president of West Coast Baptist College. Welcome to this edition of the Spiritual Leadership Podcast, and I am really excited about the good reports we're getting from many of our friends across the country regarding the podcast, and we're thankful for your ministry and for your participation. I have a couple of questions today that have come in, and I do want to remind you that if you'd like me to address these questions on the Spiritual Leadership Podcast, you can send the questions to qa at lancasterbaptist.org qa at lancasterbaptist.org and those are coming right into me and the first question that i have today is is kind of an interesting question to me it says how do you deal with members of the congregation deciding to leave and when i read that question my first thought was it depends on the member Uh, and so let me give you a couple of different scenarios to that Uh, first of all uh, let me assume that uh, we're talking about maybe faithful good people that uh, have uh, just been a real blessing in your ministry. Uh, and one of the ways uh, to deal with that is just obviously prayerfully just giving that to the Lord. Um, if they're leaving in a, in a good way, I, I said goodbye to a family uh, Sunday night that has been with us well over 20 years. Uh, the family has just been as faithful in ministry as uh, you could imagine. And, uh, and he's retired and uh, as a police officer felt like he needed to not uh, stay in the same city where he'd been taking people to jail for years. And, uh, you know, it was a difficult uh, thing to say goodbye to them. In fact, all three of us wept. Uh, but I think you just need to be as gracious as you possibly can be. The idea that uh, everyone will stay for life is uh, not, not reality. And so I think in the sense of a gracious person that's been faithful, they've, they've prayed about this, they've, they've even sought counsel, uh, then uh, there should be a measure of grace. Secondly, if there's someone that's talking about leaving, but you sense maybe there's a, there's a root issue of some kind, either with their family, with the church, with uh, something else spiritually in their life, I've never thought it was wrong to, to lovingly uh, talk to someone and, and just challenge them. Uh, concerning the, the motivations. Hey, what's going on here? Have you really tested this? Let's pray about it together. Many times those folks still leave, but there are some people in our church who have thanked me and said, you know, I was going through a really tough time and uh, you challenged me to take it to some continual prayer. We thought about some things related to our family, to our spiritual growth that's happening here at Lancaster Baptist. And they're very grateful that I uh, spoke to them uh, on that line. So in some cases, that's, uh, that's appropriate. Um, if the family that's thinking of leaving has been uh, any, any kind of unfaithful or uh, in a situation that has been difficult to pastor, sometimes that's just the Lord moving someone along. And, uh, and while uh, you thank the Lord for the opportunity to try to be a blessing to them, uh, sometimes it's the Lord's way of just uh, helping the church as as well. So depending on the, the situation or the, the difficulties that may have been experienced there, uh, you have to step back and say, well, the Lord used them in my life for a while. He'll use them in someone else's life and ministry for a while. And, uh, and in some cases, uh, it's not as difficult. So, you know, it really depends. But I would just say in most cases, uh, graciously and lovingly, uh, uh, let them go. It, it's painful. I don't think most of these folks know how painful it is for a pastor that really cares for the flock. 
but I would say it's, it's better to let them go than to lay a guilt trip on them like I've seen done in a lot of churches that, that emphasize uh, guilt as a philosophy of ministry. Um, ultimately, some of those people stay and, and uh, the problems get worse. And so those are some thoughts on how do you handle members that are thinking about uh, leaving. And then uh, the next question was, what is your process for goal setting and vision casting for the new year? And another great question, and I've been going through that process recently, and, and you know, when you really think about the new year, it really is an opportunity to uh, begin with that brand new vision and uh, excitement for the goals that maybe you've known about for a year, two, three years. And I know some of the things I'm sharing this year uh, are things that have just been incubating in my heart and I've been testing them before the Lord, praying about them. And so the process for me normally involves just getting out of the office for a couple of days and getting a, a calendar and getting a Bible and a piece of paper in the middle and just really praying over where are we at as a church? Uh, how can we uh, reach out into our community? How can we reach out with missions? What does God want for the school? What does God want for West Coast Baptist College? Uh, how can I develop the staff? What do we need to do for discipleship? And I think about all those components of our ministry and then I begin to write. And uh, sometimes I look at last year's goals and see how we did uh, and uh, then uh, try to move on from there. So it's a process of pulling apart, uh, literally getting out a calendar and then looking at every component of ministry. And as you look at the calendar, you begin to measure, well, when would we want this to happen? When would we think this goal would be attainable? And then writing it down. And then of course I share it with our church on what we call vision night, which used to be December 31st. And uh, we found that it's better to wait a week and get everybody back in from the holiday and share that with them. But uh, those are some thoughts that I hope will be a blessing to you. Well, today I wanna just share uh, uh, some wonderful truths with you on continuing in the ministry. Uh, some things that I hope will encourage you to be faithful in the new year, but also to bring others along with you. And uh, uh, years ago, I remember uh, hearing, I think it might have been John Maxwell who said, uh, you can't take everyone with you on the journey. And that kind of goes along with the question that was asked this morning. And I never liked it when he said that because, uh, uh, you know, I want everybody to enjoy the journey as long as we possibly can. And so while we have stated that, that some are not going to go on the journey, uh, in reality, uh, we want to inspire the vision and preach the biblical message that encourages people to faithfulness. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22 says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And so by confirming people's souls, uh, by uh, helping them to be rooted and grounded, uh, many times we're going to see people are not leaving for frivolous reasons. Uh, they're staying true, they're staying faithful, and hopefully owning the vision of your local New Testament church. And uh, I think as we consider the, the substance of continuing, uh, we wanna remember uh, first and foremost, Jesus said, I will build my church. And I'm thankful that uh, he is more interested in the continuance of the local church ministry than any of us are. And sometimes we need to rest in the fact he's at work and we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. And, and that's a blessing to me. And secondly, when I think about continuance in the ministry, uh, I like to think about the fact that there may be some aspects of ministry that don't need to continue. 
And uh, that might be something in your own ministry that's just kind of failing. I remember years ago, we started an orchestra. And I was so excited to have an orchestra. It was one of our New Year's vision and goal. And, and uh, it lasted about three weeks. It was the most terrible thing we ever tried to do. And so uh, it did not need to continue. And uh, thankfully, we discontinued it. We started again several years later. It's been awesome for our church ever since. But as we talk about continuing today, let me encourage you, don't beat a dead cow. There might be something in your ministry that needs to be uh, discontinued. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, let me say also that uh, there are some things that we should never discontinue. Um, you know, I really struggle with this. And I, I was even talking to, to Terry, my wife, this morning about, you know, we have overwhelming schedules. There's a lot to do. I've got a lot in my calendar today like you do. But I want to be careful about sending a message out that, hey, evangelism's not as important as it used to be. Church attendance is not as important as it used to be. Uh, it's amazing to me because I, I watched and I studied churches that built amazing buildings in the uh, 80s and 90s. I mean, I'm talking multi-million dollar buildings that are being used one hour a week now. And because of discontinuing, for example, preaching services on Sunday night or revival meetings. And, uh, and I know there's different uh, places in the country and I'm not gonna battle over methodology. And I know a lot of church planters, for example, may not have a Sunday night service. But be careful about discontinuing opportunity to get the gospel out. Even if there are some smaller numbers at times, I think we need to be faithful in feeding God's people. So uh, I would just give that as an introductory uh, thought. And then I would say this, that when you consider the subject of continuing, we must continue intentionally. I read a book a few years ago entitled Mission Drift, and it talked about so many institutions that started out with fundamental doctrine, evangelistic cause in their heart, and today these institutions resemble nothing of the sort. Uh, they have drifted away from their mission. When you think about continuing, let's not think just in terms of how do we keep this thing working financially? How do we continue just a program? What we're talking about is more than that. We're talking today about continuing vital ministry that is Christ-centered and orientated on people's lives growing into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And that is something that needs to continue in every one of our churches. So as we think about continuance, I want to share this in a two-part uh, series with you. And I want to speak, first of all, today about continuance in the area of outreach ministry. Uh, I, I find that one of the first things that is cut uh, when people are busy or tired is uh, they begin to look at outreach as something that just was necessary to get their church to a point uh, of management. And, uh, and honestly, uh, that's when... Uh, a church uh, begins to truly fade uh, when their visions of yesterday are greater than their visions of tomorrow. Someone's got to have a vision to reach the lost people. And so continue in your outreach. Uh, that's going to mean, first of all, uh, that through preaching and through example, that we continue to pray for compassion in our churches. Uh, the need is greater than ever, but the heart of the church is oftentimes not as compassionate as it once was. And, and I see a lot of people that do a lot of uh, social work in their communities. Uh, and we've done some of these programs where we deliver coffee and paint somebody's house. And, uh, and, and there's, there's a place for all of that. But if there's not a gospel attachment to it, 
uh, I'm not as interested in it because the Bible says really, uh, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? So when I talk about outreach, I'm not talking about simply you know, feeding uh, homeless people, though we do that, but I'm talking about having an end to that, and that is uh, the gospel message delivered into their heart. And that requires compassion. Uh, it requires compassion to, uh, to, to meet these folks, to share the gospel with them, to continue sharing the gospel with them. George Truett once said, the bringing of one soul to Christ is the highest accomplishment in this life on planet Earth. And I would concur with that. There's no greater mission than the mission of reaching souls with the gospel. And I wanna challenge you as you look to the future that you make sure that that is something that you're continuing in. Uh, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And the under shepherd, the pastor, must guard the values of the church. And uh, while we're cutting many things from calendar today, let's not cut those things that are related to getting out into our community and, uh, and encouraging our people to bring friends to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we see churches that keep sports events and exercise events and cut outreach events. And, uh, and sometimes they'll say, well, through the sports, we're having a real witness, but to oftentimes it's not that measurable and, uh, and it's not that intentional. And if that's one of your outreach events, then make sure that there's intentionality uh, with some kind of a, a gospel-oriented banquet at the end or uh, some, some type of an integrated method for reaching the lost. So a compassionate uh, church. And then I think secondly, we need to have uh, a comprehensive evaluation to continue in outreach. Um, uh, I would say as you evaluate your program, there are several things you could look for in order to continue with outreach. First of all, make sure that you have outreach events on the calendar. Of course, the two big ones, Christmas and Easter. Uh, we have a big open house Sunday every fall. We've used that term for years and uh, it's worked well for us. Uh, but uh, there are other events that we have uh, during the year. And some of those uh, may include uh, what we're calling this year, Faith Works, having a faith that works. And we're praying to get the gospel to 3,000 people, not just handed to them, but explained to them over a two week period this fall. And uh, we're, we're always looking for ways to, uh, to get those events, not just on the calendar, but into the hearts of our people in the sense of ownership. Obviously, we have a weekly uh, soul winning program at Lancaster Baptist Church, and uh, we in recent years have had Thursday night and Saturday morning as our two times. We ask our adult class teachers to pick one of those times and to bring some of their class members and uh, to join us in going out into our community. A lot of times they're doing uh, follow-up visits from visitors the Sunday before. I just saw this morning we had uh, 35 visitors Sunday, which actually is not a lot for us. It was a little lower, but we want to get into every one of those homes. And so those are the follow-up visits. Then we have assigned various neighborhoods to our adult classes. And our adult classes go out and visit folks in those neighborhoods and inviting them to church. Uh, that includes inviting them to some of those special outreach events. But uh, having scheduled times. Now, do we believe in, uh, in evangelism all the time and having soul consciousness? Of course. But uh, what gets scheduled gets done. So I consider having a night uh, or a couple of opportunities for evangelism a part of my leadership as I lead the church in this continuing effort to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Um, I would encourage you to consider community newsletters or mailings that uh, have an evangelistic touch to them, that have the gospel in them, that may mention some of your upcoming events. Um, obviously, uh, folks are now really using their websites as an outreach tool, using Facebook as a way to spread the word. Uh, but, but there should be intentionality and a multi-pronged approach to getting the gospel out and uh, just continuing uh, to reach folks with the gospel. Paul said, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, uh, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. The ministry fundamentally is testifying of the gospel of the grace of God. And a lot of times people talk about ministry. My ministry is cleaning, my ministry is, is organizing. Those are good ways of serving, but ministry always involves one person taking the Bible, the message of the gospel, and sharing it in the power of the Spirit with another person. And that's the kind of ministry that we wanna continue in. Uh, friend, that's what got you where you are. Then, and, and just uh, continuing to be faithful is so vital in that area. Let me say then, when it comes to the matter of, of involving people in evangelism, have a few times a year where you're really emphasizing that in preaching. Uh, we actually have a, a, a banquet in the fall and the spring where uh, we encourage everyone that wants to be involved in uh, soul winning and evangelism to come to the banquet. We encourage them to have a time. We help them with a partner. And uh, then we identify calls that they can make. Our job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so emphasizing it in the seasons of the fall and spring has really helped us because what gets emphasized uh, gets done. Uh, I was standing in Houston, Texas years ago uh, at NASA's headquarters. And as I was observing all of this technology, it was amazing. And I looked at the uh, wall next to me and there was a, a sign on the wall and it was the Foundation for Mission Operations at Mission Control. And I thought, you know, if you're ever gonna study a mission statement, here's the mission statement for mission control. And that kind of caught my attention. And this is what it said. To always be aware that suddenly and unrepentantly, we may find ourselves in a role where our performance has ultimate consequences. Now think of that. To always be aware that suddenly and unrepentantly, we may find ourselves in a role where our performance has ultimate consequences. Now is that not what the scripture says in 1 Peter 3:15? But sanctify the Lord God always in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh a reason of the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. In other words, even as the scientists and engineers at NASA are to be constantly ready to help our astronauts and they're to be aware that what they're doing uh, has uh, ultimate consequences, life and death consequences. That the church must remain conscious, consciously aware of the fact that we've gotta be ready at any moment to share the gospel because eternal consequences are at stake. So our people need to have a compassionate mission mindset as they're out in the community and then as they're serving through the church that all of this comes back to the gospel, getting the gospel out. And so uh, I would encourage you uh, to provide uh, the methods and the encouragement to your own folks to keep them uh, encouraged and continuing 
with the gospel message. And I believe that God will bless that in a wonderful way. And so we're talking about being a continuing church. I have no doubt that you could look back, at least to the Baptist churches across the country that I've come in contact with, you could look back to their early beginnings. You'll find a picture of, of a young pastor standing by the church, maybe standing by his car. There's, there's, there's a, a archived picture somewhere of this. And it's, you know, it's this young pastor and his wife, and he's got a pocket full of gospel tracts, and he started preaching to 12 or 20 people. And he was known as a soul winner, as an evangelist. And that's how it all started. And that's how it all continues. And I just want to challenge you with that today. Let's continue with the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ and make sure that whatever you do in planning and organizing, that you're not pushing out the central purpose of the church, and that is to get the gospel out. God bless you. Until next time on the Spiritual Leader Podcast, may he bless you and use you for his glory. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Leadership Podcast. If there's a question or topic you would like Pastor Chapel to address in future episodes, send an email to qa at lancasterbaptist.org.